This is the Behind Enemy Lines podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you the inside track on Liverpool FC's next opponents. Hello, it's Paul Wheelock and welcome to the Behind Enemy Lines podcast on the Blood Red channel. Liverpool got very much back on track on Thursday night with that impressive victory at Tottenham Hotspur, but they make the return trip to London today for what could be an even tougher test of their title credentials and their ridiculously injury-hit defence. And that's because West Ham United go into today's game on the back of six straight wins in all competitions. Four of those have come in the Premier League, which means they just sit two points behind Liverpool in fifth. So to get the inside track on the remarkable revival David Moyes is inspiring at the London Stadium I picked up the phone to Tom Clark who is the new West Ham reporter for the Football.London website we also spoke about Declan Rice Thomas Suchek whose late runs into the box remind Tom of a certain Steven Gerrard and about Issa Diop who is one of the centre-backs being linked to Liverpool before the transfer window closes at 11pm UK time on Monday hope you enjoy our chat and we'll be back after the match with the post-game podcast Behind Enemy Lines on the Blood Red Channel. Well, hi, Tom. Thank you very much for joining me on this podcast to talk all things West Ham United. Oh, it's an you know, absolute pleasure to be here. Yeah, it is. First time I've actually spoken to you on the phone, mate, uh, for one of our podcasts, because uh, recently you were appointed the West Ham writer for the London website. Uh, congratulations. Uh, I spoke to your predecessor, Sam Ingersoll, over the past few seasons before Liverpool matches. And every time I spoke to him, it felt like if West Ham were in some kind of a crisis, but that's definitely not the case now. Yeah, absolutely not. So I, I took over from Sam. Um, the handover was at the beginning of January. And since uh, I've come on board, West Ham have won six in a row. So... Yeah, somewhat of a lucky charm for them. And uh, there's no crisis at the London Stadium in the minute. It's all rosy. Yeah, absolutely brilliant stuff. I'm sure the fans will be loving your coverage at the moment and the fact that you've taken over the job because, yeah, you rightly said there's six wins from six in all competitions. Uh, I was watching the report saying before and it's just one defeat in, in the last 11. As we'll come on to, David Moyes is an experienced and a good manager, but this has been some turnaround for, for West Ham. What's the secret behind it? Yeah, it has. He's, he's got them set up really well and the back four has changed. And that, that kind of came in around about Christmas time and it was uh, bringing Dawson and Ogbonna into the side. Well, bringing Dawson into the team to uh, to partner um, Ogbonna with Kufal at right back and Creswell at left back. And it's just made the world a difference. They're, they've conceded one goal in January, um, which was... Uh, that was against uh, West Brom, um, and that was an absolute beautiful goal. I mean, they, they could have maybe come out and closed him down, but the guy hit it. It was Pereira, absolutely wonderful goal. It's the only one they conceded. It just that's been the massive difference. And uh, they've also had a, uh, a a reasonable fixture list in January, shall we say? And you, you talk about the the defensive players. Is there anyone? You, to, to win games, you've got to score goals, and West Ham have been doing that. Who are the players who've been standing out going forward as well? Well, yeah, Antonio came back in and uh, he he didn't have a great game against Palace. He honestly could have had four and he would have been gutted not to have had a hat-trick. And he had got four last season in one game and he had a chance for four against Palace. But the two games before that that he started, he's been in the right place at the right time for reasonably... Well, one was an easy finish and one was a very good finish. Uh, he's he's West Ham's main man going forward. But Saeed Benrahma... Uh, He's started the last six games. It took him a long time to get into the team, but he's started the last six. And it's not a coincidence that they've gone on a six-game winning run with him in the team. He he just adds a little bit of magic, a bit of creativity to the team that was maybe 
missing a little bit before. You've got Bowen and Fornells who both worked really, really hard and they they help out the defence and you know, they when they get subbed off there and uh, Bowen who gets subbed off quite a lot, he's he's absolutely shattered when he comes off. And it's not because he's not fit, it's because he's just put absolutely everything into it. But Ben Rama just adds a little bit of something that has been missing. And he hasn't scored yet for the club and the goals will come. So he'll, he's going to get even better. But he, he can just pick a pass and he can see things that other people don't see. And he might not get the assist, but he might be involved in the build-up to, to goals. And and Antonio is the one who's there to finish them off. He had a uh, didn't have a great game on Tuesday, but he, he was in the right place four times and, and could have had goals. And of course, Thomas Suchek is... I mean, you could say he's Moyes' new Fellaini. He's, yeah. he's just, he's a big man. He's a real handful in the box. And and he arrives late and he just, it, it's those trademark late runs. And Moyes said in his press conference earlier in the week after the Palace game, I'm not going to compare him to Steven Gerrard because he's not at that level yet. But he has that knack of of running onto the ball, whether it's a cross, whether it's a pullback. He just has the knack of, of being there. And it's, as and Declan Rice is a very, very good player, but he doesn't get any goals, and that's something that Suchek does do. Yeah, it's 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 really kind of rolling back the years for me because obviously I'm, I'm based on Merseyside and I've watched Liverpool and Everton for a number of years, and one of David Moyes' big strengths at Everton was his recruitment. You've named Ben Ben Rama there, which I know has, has become a permanent deal as, as as was expected. You've named Suchek, but there's there's other players as well, isn't there? There's another Czech Republic player who seems to be standing out. We were discussing him in our WhatsApp group the other day about best fullbacks in the league, and 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 this lad that he's had a great season alongside Suchek, his fellow Czech. Yeah, absolutely. So Vladimir Kufau is the, the right back you mentioned there. And, and actually, five of West Ham's starting 11 have been brought in since this time last year um, under Moyes' watch. And it's uh, Suchek, Bowen, Kufau, um, Ben Rama and Craig Dawson, who's, who's coming at the back. But yeah, Kufau has, has been brilliant at right back. He's, he's just so solid and so dependable in the right back spot. He doesn't get as forward as much as the left back Creswell done, who's who's got a absolutely lovely cross, and it was his free kick that set up uh, Suchek's second on on Tuesday. He's got wonderful delivery, and, and Kufau doesn't get as forward and doesn't get as many crosses in as he does. But he is he's so solid at the back in that right hand side with Bowen, who who as I said before, he he drops back and helps him out with the two of them there. It's a really really good good right hand side, and like you say, yeah, Kufau. You know, maybe Jao Cancelo at Man City, although he he seems he can play anywhere, that player. But, but Kufal has to be up there with one of the best fullbacks this year. Let's just stay on the uh, the recruitment side of things because uh, we're recording this podcast on late Friday afternoon and as it stands, uh, there could be a possibility that a, a certain Manchester United player will be West Ham squad on Sunday afternoon. Jesse Lingard, what's the, what's the latest with that deal? Uh, the latest is he won't be playing on Sunday. Ah, right. He is in London. He's having his medical done. Well, he was having his medical done a couple of hours ago, and uh, actually, just before uh, just before you rang, I saw saw one of his uh, social media posts that he's he's at the London Stadium. So we assume that the medical is now finished, but everything needed to be done by midday, and um, like all the all the forms and everything handed in by midday, and that hasn't been done because his his medical was still going on at two o'clock this afternoon. So. So no, he won't be um, in the squad. I mean, he he's barely played any football this year. I think he's this season anyway. I think he's played a couple of League Cup games. So at, at best, he would have been a substitute. You can't think he will be anywhere near match fitness. But but he is a you know I, I've been reading about him today, and and he is a big game player. Like he he hasn't. I think he's got 18 goals, 130 odd games, which isn't amazing. But 
he scored in the FA Cup final, he scored in the League Cup final, he scored a couple against Liverpool, he scored four against Arsenal, he scored a couple against Chelsea, he scored in the World Cup. He's a big game player, and um, I mean, and, and Moyes actually said in the in his press conference that he um, is he going to get in the team straight away? Probably not, because they're playing so well. I mean, and you look at it, it's like why, why would West Ham change anything when you know every time before every game I I write a uh, predictions piece, and it's, it's the easiest thing in the world at the minute. It's copy and paste <laughs> because you just leave the team as it is. There's no injuries, and everyone's playing brilliantly. And you can see that it's reflected in results, those six wins in all competitions that we that you mentioned earlier. And then you look at the table again at the, at the time of uh, recording this, West Ham fifth, just two points behind Liverpool in fourth. Uh, what are the scale of West Ham's ambitions this season? I know David Moyes got asked about it in his press conference earlier today, but in this strangest of seasons where it's just so open at that top end of the table... Is the hope you know, within the West Ham supporters that they could, I don't know, maybe push for Champions League or if not Europa League? I think Europa League is definitely an aim. I mean, like you say, it is a really strange season. West Ham don't have any European games coming up. They've, I, I worked it out the other day and I think they've got a maximum of 20 or 21 games left. I think it's 21 games left this season. That's if they were to get to the FA Cup final. You know, they've, they've got 18 league games left to play and uh, I think it's over about 17 weeks. So after they get through this little, you know, this, this little real... Uh, run of fixtures have come in every two or three days. Two or three days, they will slow down a little bit. And I, honestly, I don't see why they can't, you know, have a have a really good shot at Europa League. Being realistic, and I think David Moyes has said this as well. Being realistic, they're not not quite ready for the top four. Um, I mean, I you look at it, you look at the top four now, and you know, with with Liverpool's win against uh, against Tottenham yesterday, it just that that seems to be the Liverpool of last season with mm-hmm. with Henderson and. Um, and uh, Matip, who started at centre back, but then one of the young lads came on, didn't he, as well? So he, even with a makeshift back four, and for 45 minutes playing against Harry Kane, Liverpool managed to, to keep him reasonably quiet before he went off injured. And I, I, I don't see, I don't see West Ham breaking into the top four, but I, I see no reason why they can't get a Europa League, Europa League spot. I really can't, and and have a good cup run. It's, it's Man United away in the cup for them, but. I think I think Man United are beatable, and I I really could see West Ham beating them and having a good cup run and a good finish to the season. I'm sure, David Moyes would love to to get one over United. There, uh, you know, as listeners to this podcast will be well aware of him given his long association with Everton where you know he did a very good job on, on limited resources although he wasn't able to win a trophy uh, and I think it's fair to say he's made a few missteps since leaving Everton and probably retrospectively he may say that Manchester United was one of those and it, it, it has damaged his reputation probably unfairly uh, is, is he kind of like a man with a point to prove at the moment so when I watched that press conference before that you you know you virtually attended he seems in really good mood he seems to be happy he seems to be enjoying his football again yeah, he does. He, he seems to be really enjoying life at West Ham, and then um, his his contract is up at the end of the uh, end of this season. Or then there might be um, if if he keeps them up, which he will keep them up. I think it's an automatic twelve month extension. So he's got eighteen months left, and he's very not worried about the contract. And in, and even when the talk was only six months left, he was saying, "No, we'll get it sorted in the summer." And he he is West Ham made the mistake of not renewing it the last time he was there, and they won't be making that again. He will be getting a three four year deal he's like you, you know you look at his his experience with everton and and he will he's a, he'll build a project he's not you know he, he's done six months at west ham before and he's been there for a year now he's going to be there for for the foreseeable future which 
I mean, West Ham have got a really good manager. Why would they want to be looking at anybody else? It's surely just a, a case of sorting the contract out. I'm sure they can come to an arrangement over wages, length of time, all of that, and, and letting him get on with the job. We, you, you mentioned it earlier with his recruitment. And in the space of a year, to have half your team made up, made up of your players, and every single one of them has come in and excelled. And the way he's brought them in has been slow as well. Dawson signed in October, didn't play a game until around about Christmas, just before Christmas. And um, Ben Rama didn't start a game for the first seven or eight. And fans were, were asking, you know, why, why isn't he in the team? Why isn't he in the team? And Moyes knows what he's doing. He's bringing him on slowly. He'd never played Premier League football before. He's a very good footballer. I love watching him play. And, but it just it takes time to get used to the Premier League. Not all new signings are going to come in like Suchek has and just hit the ground running and be good from day one. And he's, he's a project manager. And I think he's doing a really good job there. And he, like you say, he comes across at the minute like he's, he's loving it. And why wouldn't you be when you're having this kind of run? You're getting a getting a couple of players in that you wanted and um, I mean he does want a new striker we, we might have a very busy Monday with them trying to bring a striker in but if they don't he he's not kicking up a fuss he's already said that you know if, if they don't get one in they don't get one in he'll make do with what he's got and yeah he just, just seems like everything's going well for him right now Behind Enemy Lines on the Blood Red Channel one player, uh, Moyes inherited was Declan Rice, and I've got to be honest with you, in the times I've seen him in, in previous seasons, I, I wasn't exactly blown away, but this season I've been impressed whenever I have seen him, and people with far more expertise on football and, and West Ham than me say he's a really top prospect. Uh, so just how good is Declan Rice? He's he's very good. He's very, very good, and he's improved. And I would say he's improved in the 12 months that Moyes has been there, and he's improved this season, and he, just, he does keep on getting better, and you know, you you have to have something about you to be captain in the team. Okay, Noble is club captain, but he very rarely starts a game. So, you know, he's 22 years old. He captains the team. He's He plays almost every minute for England as well. Uh, he's very, very calm, very controlled. And his passing is probably underrated. He, he does the, you know, the dirty things really well. He, he sits in front of the back four. He breaks up play. He passes it on to, to the likes of um, Lanzini, Fornals, Ben Rama, or you know, further forward up to uh, up to um, Antonio, but he he plays a lovely 40, 50 yard raking ball when when he's got the chance to, and and he's a leader. He's young, but he's a leader. He, we saw it against Palace when West Ham started badly. Things three minutes in, they were one nil down and just just weren't playing. And it, it was really obvious to see that it was too slow. But it was his voice on the pitch yelling at the rest of his team, telling them they needed to up the pace and they needed to up the tempo. And I think there's a lot to be said for somebody who, at 22, has that kind of leadership alongside, you know, alongside his own ability. Because it's you've got to make sure that you're performing before you can start, you know, getting on the backs of teammates who are 10 years older than you. And and he does. He he's he is a very good player. And um, I mean, it, it's. The West Ham fans hate it the amount of times he's linked to whether it's Chelsea or Man United or Liverpool or whoever, and they hate it because he's one of you know he's been there for a long time. He he's you know he's a West Ham boy. Okay, he started at Chelsea, but he's been at West Ham for a long time, and they don't want to see their best player moving on. But it's understandable why he's linked with these clubs because he is a top quality player, and at some point in his career, he will be a regular in a Champions League squad. West Ham, you know, West Ham fans will absolutely. Yeah, be praying and absolutely love it if it's with them. But if it's not with them, it will be with somebody else. 
everything seems to be going so well for West Ham players in form, managers, uh, managers doing so well, the, manager, uh, the, the fans are happy, yeah. And, and going into this game, you could have maybe even made West Ham favourites given the way that Liverpool have played, but they look like they've got the mojo back. It was a, a great win at Tottenham on, on Thursday night. But, you know, there was an injury to Joel Matip, Fabinho's injured, both of those are missing on Sunday's game, Jurgen Klopp has confirmed. Uh, it, it remains to be seen whether they get a centre-back in time for the match. As you said earlier with, with Lingard, it, 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 that seems highly unlikely now, given it have missed the deadline. Does that give West Ham hope, you know, in addition to the great form that they're showing themselves, that they could maybe beat Liverpool on Sunday? Yeah, I think they, they they come into it in confidence, that's for sure. I mean, as any team would, unbeaten in eight or one defeat in 11 or six wins on a trot, you know, each three of those statistics is brilliant. Had we recorded this Thursday morning, I would have been a lot more confident about our West Ham <laughs> win. But, you know, we... The, the Tottenham game on Thursday did show that, you know, Liverpool were, you, you know, that the run of not scoring in the league was just one of those things. It was always going to end at some point. And, uh, you know, they, they played really well. I mean, your listeners will, will know more about Liverpool than I do, for sure. I, but I, I watched the game last night and was very impressed with them. And uh, I, I mean, I, I would think West Ham would take a draw right now, but the fans probably wouldn't because, because they're playing so well. And, and they go into it with so much confidence. I mean, they're, they're playing the champions. They're playing one of the best teams in Europe. They're playing some, you know, with with Salah and Mane and, and Firmino, who looked absolutely brilliant on um, on Thursday night. Um, you know, it, they're playing a very very good team. West Ham fans know that, but why not be optimistic? Why not, you know, think you can take all three points if if you can't do it? If you can't be optimistic when your team's on a six game winning run, when can you be? And Okay, Liverpool got the got the win against Spurs, but you know the previous I don't know how many games it was, but the previous few games hadn't been great for them. So, if we were speaking Wednesday morning, you'd say this is the best time in the last what three years to be playing Liverpool. So maybe it still is a good time because, like you mentioned, the injuries there at the back and and yeah, okay, you kept Kane and Son quiet on a, on Thursday and a, and Bale when he came on, but. Antonio's a different player to them, you know, Lanzini, Fornals, Ben Rama, Bowen, they're different players to what Tottenham have. I'm not saying they're better or they're worse than what Tottenham have got, but they're different. And why why not? Why can't West Ham go into this game full of confidence? If it's as I say, a six game winning run, it's as good a chance as any. Just before I finish and get your verdict, just want to ask you one question. It's a bit of a random one, really, because as you can imagine at this time, uh, the Liverpool Echo, Blood Red, our podcast, fans, all the, the fan channels are kind of throwing names about potentially signings for Liverpool before the deadline on Monday, given the, the centre-back situation is is really desperate. They've got to get one now, and Jurgen Klopp's admitted that himself. And one of the names that was in the gossip columns was uh, Issa Diop, the, the West Ham centre-back. You know, he, he came for big money a couple of seasons ago, but it doesn't look like he's playing at the moment. Is he available for transfer? There's, there's no kind of inside information whether he is on Liverpool's shortlist, but is he someone who, who, who if someone went in for him may leave before Monday possibly I mean he's not playing and he, he has had an injury and he played a cup game against the uh, Doncaster Rovers but he, he doesn't seem to be in Moyes' plans he's absolutely the fourth choice centre-back um, you've got uh, Angelo Bono, Craig Dawson and Fabian Balbuena who are all ahead of him uh, Winston Reid is actually back at West Ham now and he's going to be playing for the um the under 23s and you know he, he was away on loan and he might go on loan again somewhere else but it, you know if, if Diop was to get if West Ham were to get a really good offer for him and make a bit of money on a loan they could always you know keep Reed as a fourth choice and 
I think Diop could be an option. Yeah, I, I'm. This isn't any insider information either that, that he's available for transfer, but but he's he's obviously not part of Moyes' plans. And you know, he's he's a he's a decent player, and he's a you know, he's not. He's not old, but he's not young. You know, he, he's got a fair number of games under his belt. So, so he, he could come in and, you know, be that stopgap that Liverpool need because he's, he's got more experience than the Liverpool youngsters. And, you know, it, who knows? It might only be for a few months until until Matip or Gomez or Van Dijk. I, I actually have no idea when any of them are coming back. But he would be, um, I think, even if it was just so that Henderson could go and play back in midfield, he would be an option there. Yeah, watch this space. As I say, we're recording this on Friday afternoon and it'll be coming out on early Sunday morning. So things may have changed before then, but I just thought I'd throw uh, Issa Job's name at you, mate. Uh, just the final one then. It, you've been really uh, interesting listening to you throughout and you've definitely painted a picture of a, a club in a really good place in West Ham. What's your verdict for Sunday? Can they get a point? Can they beat Liverpool? I, I think they can. Uh, I think they can beat them, but I... I'm going to sit on the fence. I'm going to go with a draw, and I think uh, West Ham will be be pretty chuffed with that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't think they're going to concede many goals. Uh, who knows? This uh, by by Monday morning, this could sound really ridiculous. But West Ham's <laughs> defence have been really, really good in January, and so I think I think they will make it harder than the Spurs' defence did on Thursday because because uh, they were not very good. And I think West Ham's defence are are better than than that Tottenham back line. So I think it'll be a harder game. Than Spurs and uh, yeah, I, I could I would go with a one-one draw. Tom, thank you very much for joining us, mate. It's been a real pleasure. Absolutely, anytime. You've been listening to the Behind Enemy Lines podcast on the Blood Red Channel.